Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Lindsey Brown and Paul Ihander. You know what? I thought he was good. That's a tough game for him. You know, I think we all know uh, the, the footsteps he's uh, he's following, and uh, you know, there's no hiding from that. So, you know, I think to get the first game at home, you know, get the crowd behind him, get a big win. You saw his emotion at the end of the game, you know, which is rare for him. You don't see that a lot. So, it was an important win for him in a, in a tough, tough game. The Playmakers, exclusively on 11:40, the bet. At the Fortress, Lindsay is her own Skycam based on where she sits, and she had the same vantage point as a number of the ESPN Skycam shots for those of us who had to sit at home last night and watch it. No, 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 no. Don't sell it short. I had a better. I had the best vantage point <laughs> in the entire arena last night, and I'm not even that irked that uh, our boy Benny Goats is the one that's whose video is being featured in every single ESPN thing of the pregame uh just cracking all of these the showmanship that we put on here uh is second to none i've had several people reach out to me on social media from back home or just people that i've come into contact with over over the course of just life and they're like is it like this every game i'm like well it's the first time we saw it with the cracking part but basically right just a badass but i had the best vantage point because either by coincidence or purposeful i'm not sure which is better or which is worse i was in seat number 35 last night in the press box Opening night. Was it L35? <laughs> no. no. LB was on the bench. Gotcha. Yes. Because uh, Robin Leonard was able to stave off the not potent offense for the Kraken, but the resilient. Opportunistic. The, very much so. Uh, expansion teams tend to do that because you just have to create momentum, uh, scoring chances, and uh, belief in ways that other teams uh, can't rely upon. Well, let's talk about one of the scoring chances. Lindsay, you got to ask uh, Coach Pete DeBoer a uh, question last night's uh, post-game availability to all the media. Here it is. Hey, Pete. Uh, Lindsay Brown, the bet 1140. Just to read a little bit deeper into Mark Stone's turnover that led into Stevenson's goal. Take it you give him a lot of discretion and when he steps up into place, considering how many turnovers he does generate. But is that the area of ice that you're looking to make that play, or is that just kind of a bang bang thing that transpired and then went back up? Yeah, no, you know we, we you know we, we, we came into camp and we want to turn 
more pucks over in that area of the ice. We're really pressing up in that area, uh, trying to trying to create turnovers for our transition game. So uh, I thought that was that was a byproduct of guys being in the right spots, and, and of course he's got a great anticipation and, and mind for for knowing when to do that. That was a game winner, right? It was indeed. And it was less than a minute after that Morgan Geeky goal that pretty much everybody is talking about today. Uh, Because first of all, it was a snipe, an absolute laser of a shot. It was also short side on Robin Leonard from the wall, which we are very familiar with that type of goal going against. And that's straight up just a bad read by him. He said it himself. And those are going to happen in in the uh, early stages of this game. But some liberties were apparently taken by Mr. Geeky and his post-goal celebration. He likes to uh, sheath his uh, stick into its satchel and apparently stared down the bench. Maybe it was just coincidental eye contact, but, you know, these are type A alpha males that tend to make (laughs) things a little bit more grandiose than what they actually are. But Mark Stone, as we know, has a hockey sense that, again, second to very few, if any. Yeah, it's got Spider-Man all over it. And there's been a lot of chatter about the neutral zone and adjustments that were made and just the way that they approach that systems-wise. And that play in particular where Mark Stone stepped up into that cross-ice pass uh, from the Kraken defenseman, first of all, you don't make those passes for that exact reason. And there's more and more teams trying to take advantage of that on bad changes. We even talked about that in our our keys to victory last night in terms of if they're going to make bad changes, we get to be opportunistic. But if we're going to be opportunistic, we also have to cover our ass because if you keep pushing, eventually it will come back to you. And that's kind of what that shift uh, was for all of those guys on the ice. It was was Stone, it was Pacioretty, it was was, uh, uh, Stevenson, it was Petrangelo. They wanted to basically respond to the geeky uh, just goal. And they did it in a way that implemented their new systems, which is a little bit of a sag in that neutral zone. Usually we would see one skater go hard at whoever has the puck, so that Seattle defenseman who's probably going D to D or trying to make a pass, and then sometimes that second person is near-ish or on the red line, and then that third person is kind of floating. But with this, it's almost like you're daring somebody to go there. It's like goalies cheating a little bit, almost like Robin Leonard did last night in that goal against with Kiki, although it was a mistake. But sometimes you can take an angle because I don't want you to shoot blocker side. I don't want you to shoot glove. So I'm going to go an inch and a half to my blocker side just to incentivize. Because look how much more net is over here. Pass it over here. Shoot it over here. And that's exactly what happened on that play. And again, that's a transition goal off the rush. That was pretty much the only way the Gold Knights were able to generate offense last night. That's nothing new. But again, those little wrinkles, those little changes that show a deviation from the, from the norm and that there was some soul searching in the offseason into the, how they do things. 4-3, final. Looked like they were going to run away with it early. Everybody had a good time, partied, and it was... The, they again, got lucky, though, too, Paul. I was they, just, weren't, they weren't the best team on the ice. I was going to say, minutes. there was some opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, opportunity there, opportunity last. Seattle was getting plenty of shots on goal, mm-hmm. uh, very clearly, and whether they were quality shots remains to be seen. But how they managed to claw back into it shows you that while it is an expansion team... That was playing shorthanded. They were playing shorthanded. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a lot of bite. 
There's yeah. no doubt about that. And that damn long change just absolutely kills us. Uh, that yeah. Whenever you have to make that long change in the second period, you obviously have to skate further, and the defensemen are the ones that have to deal with that the most. And it just discombobulates you. There's there's so many little things that you just have to kind of take care of responsibility-wise. A lot of people are talking about how active Alex Petrangelo was last night. He was really staying low in the zone, getting uh, activated in offensively and not retreating back to the point where most D will do that. Sometimes they'll rush the puck in, you'll, you'll maintain, and then I'll go back up because what if there's a rush going? They're having him stay down there because he's most effective that way. He played well. He did. He played well. But that is something that the goal lines have a luxury to do because Alex Petrangelo, Petrangelo is a transcendental talent in that area of the ice. But that means somebody has to cover for him every single time. And usually that's the high forward. So you have to kind of work these new routines and habits and just basically thoughts in your brain as you're going through these adjustments and, and just trying to get your feet back under you in the games. But for the most part, I thought it was a solid effort. But you could tell there's definite uh, minute management on our end. I mean, the outside, that fourth line that they dressed last night played like four minutes. Coughlin and, and Doro five, five played like and four minutes. They sent him back to Henderson today. Right? And and there's more like bookkeeping reasons for that yeah. rather than rather than talent. But it, it was a good first night and you got the win. And uh, as Pete DeBoer said at, at the beginning of the segment, Robin Leonard got a win in his way and the attention that comes with that that's important for him that's important for this team because even in the post game media availability people are still asking about the flower sure and he's not here anymore but that's just the reality not, well that's that's everybody's condition to do that Correct. so the blue the the knights get a day off and we'll take on the kings tomorrow night back onto the road uh, pretty quickly for them for those of you who watched the game in person congratulations you saw a hell of an opening night seriously though seriously the the unis Fresh. <laughs> For those of you who watched on TV, uh, probably got thrown off a little bit by some of the ESPN presentation. I'd encourage you, Lindsay, to go back and watch it if you if you can catch the replay on ESPN Plus. Mm. Uh, John Butchergross uh, making his debut. I saw him in the hallway making his debut as an ESPN. He was solid. Yeah. Like, well, it's not his debut, debut. No, it's not. But I mean, yeah. for him to for with with Brian and AJ, they were very good. Like, oh, I'm not shocked. In terms of in terms of their call presentation, again, felt like it felt like people walking into a Golden Knights game for the first time and going, "Wow, you actually do all this stuff." Yeah, this is real. And huh? we haven't even played the game yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the weird camera got, was very disruptive. Yeah, the, I, I've heard a lot of that in terms of the viewership on TV, and then it was very obvious in the arena as well because it's like it sags down so it can move. It's not like the tightest uh, wire. Right. I'm sure there's a reason physically for that. I'm right. not a science person. <laughs> so there you go. Knights get a win opening night. If you had to give them a grade, you said it was solid, but is it a is it a good I'll grade? A B. Okay, I'll give them a solid B. Um, I, you just got to take care of of the the most important thing, which is getting the win, getting some good vibes going. I would like those vibes to go other places besides the top six, but we're not going to ask for the world after one step. Right. A win is a win, no matter what the score is. Coverage in front of the net would also be something I would ask for. <laughs> Goal rotation. We have some things to ask for, but we will wait. Right. Patience. Coming up next, we're going to make all your fantasy football dreams come true. Nate Lundy's on the way. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. Paul and Lindsay with you on this Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for making us a part of your ride home or wherever you're headed. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Yes, thank you very much. We appreciate it. It is essentially the second day of the NHL regular season, although it feels like we're treating it as the second first day because of more teams playing. So we, you know, we didn't get through all of the syllabus. No. Yeah. Golden Knights got the nice kiss last night, obviously getting the win over Seattle. And there are a lot of contending hopes for your Vegas Golden Knights here in the Pacific division. But every year, and this is, this happens over and over and over again. Remember that the United States is not supposed to be the greatest of hockey. You know, we're not supposed to be the hockey capital of the world. Right. This is not ingrained in the culture here, but Tampa has two has back to back Stanley Cup championships, mm-hmm. and so North, to pose a question: to, Canada, do you even Stanley? Right, is, is the Canadian hockey media clearly different from the hockey media here in the United States? And hockey fan, fervor and whatnot, I think, is being matched at least here in Las Vegas. We're a special kind of hockey fan here. Yeah, we got Kool Aid, plenty. <laughs> there, there is. To the north of the border in Canada, where they have seen time and time again hopes and dreams and wishes and whatnot get dashed by the wayside for one reason or another. Last year coming so close, obviously, with the upstart Montreal Canadiens. Mm-hmm. Or the Canucks in 2010, or the Oilers in 06. I'm sure there's a couple in there, but I know that all of them have come up empty-handed. We talk about championship windows, Linz, a lot, and it seems like the window just kind of... As soon as a Canadian team climbs up to the window... Their, they go fin- to the wall. their fingers get caught in the window. <laughs> like in someone the slams the window down on their fingers, and it's yeah. usually a, a it, it has been a team from the United States. Is it why can't the Canadian drought when it comes to the Stanley Cup ever end? I'm, I'm just I, I'm not sure. I, I think it's the same reason why all teams have trouble winning a cup. There's just it's a lot easier to lose than it is to win. It's you got to win 16 games. You got to eliminate four teams, four series. You have to get there. And uh, we're not we're just talking about logistics. We're not talking about what the actual environment's like in arena and outside because 
as you've alluded to, the Canadians take hockey very seriously. And so, and depending on the market, depend, like, I think Toronto, Montreal probably have eight to 10 hockey writers that go full time. Like that, that is what they do. There's a deep dive uh, on ESPN. One of the new media partners for the NHL about Austin Matthews and Austin Matthews, who is who they call the unicorn when it came to contract negotiations. And there's this special $10 million club that is with the Maple Leafs, but the Maple Leafs fall. And In the first fall, round, specifically. And they fall. Every time. And they fall. And yep. that's not even a pun on words. Yep. The Maple Dion, Leafs, who's the captain? You're going to fall in the first round the if Ma- you make it at all. The Maple Leafs just continue to fail and fall. And they understand <laughs> the expectations that comes, you know, with with that, you know, the burden of not just being this team with very skilled players. Not just being a Canadian hockey team with talent, but holding, but having to be the curse breaker. And is it that pressure that causes part of that that trouble that Toronto, comes, that yes. comes with Canadian teams? Toronto, yes. Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. And I, I'd be hard-pressed to find anybody in the hockey community, whether they visited Toronto or not. I have not. That would say otherwise. Because it's such a different environment up there. And in arena, it's very corporate, too. Like, the Leafs are the Lakers, the Yankees, and the Cowboys wrapped up into one. Like, that's their national everything. And granted, if you're in Edmonton, if you're in, the, in Ottawa, you got your old teeth. But, like, everybody knows that it's the Toronto Maple Leafs when it comes to, like, that, that collective thing. And I don't know if they're going to be able to get over this hump with their current construction because it's not just the past that they don't own, but it's also the past that they do like Mitch Marner didn't have a point in last year's playoffs. If I'm not mistaken, right, that's Montreal. Mitch Marner, their assistant captain. And I know things changed drastically when John Tavares took that knee to the head from Corey Perry completely on accident in that first game. One of the scariest things I've ever seen happen on, on an ice sheet. But what's the next step for them, truly? Because they, they, they know how to score. They know how to win games in certain parts of the season. But when the chips are down and it's playoff hockey, they go into a shell. They, they get punched a couple times and they, they stop coming out swinging. And minutes run short. And even every year, I'd probably put them up towards the top of most talented roster in the Canadian markets. But I wouldn't put them as my favorite, nope. even though Vegas likes to do it. They love to put put it with, with the Lightning, with us. Toronto's always there. Why? Well, Toronto's a team that fans here in Las Vegas will have to search out to watch and see if, if some of that yeah, comes to reality. Much. But if you if what's stopping Edmonton from taking that step? Is Edmonton is. is Edmonton the real deal? Because they're they're the I would assume that they would be the ones that would be the closest in terms of being able to to hoist Lord Stanley. Well, remember um, last year, and DeBoer talked a lot about this uh, to start camp, about the diversification of minutes, about how down the stretch last season, we had to be too over-reliant on certain players to do too many things, to to ask Alec Martinez to score from the half wall on the power play when we give him the chance to and block all the shots and play D and set up Alex Petrangelo each and every play. He's only a human being. So was Connor McDavid. So was Leon Dreisaitl. And so was Mike Smith, who's their goaltender. And they've had to t- do a lot of facelifts in terms of their their defensive core. Ethan Bears in, in Carolina. You had Adam Larson, who's playing for Seattle last night. You bring in Duncan Keith. You take all of the money that he brings with. But again, it, I worry about them and their usage. 
and the ability to Wayne, Wayne Gretzky was just talking about it on the TV about old school hockey in terms of how do you cover a superstar? Well, back in the day, you say player X, guess what? Your only job is to follow Wayne Gretzky around this, this ice arena. I don't even care if he's in the opposite end of the puck. You are there with him as well. And that's what people can do in the playoffs. And a lot of these teams, the talent depth has never, has never been as good as it is now. So you can have guys take up the production instead of those guys that you're relying on to shut down the Conor McDavid's and Leon Dreisels that would usually bring you goals and other offensive things. Well, and for Edmonton, the hill to climb that they have to deal with, too, is the fact they play in the Pacific Division. Not that bad for them. But it's where the Golden Knights play. Yeah, but that's a, that's a later playoff problem. Like, some people have to worry about getting into the playoffs, and trust me, we do. Like, you have to go, but we know how soft this division is and that they have to play all the teams that the Golden Knights allegedly will beat up upon as well. But I I really don't like Edmonton. I really don't. Even if they do make the playoffs, just like I don't, I, I know what they are. Until they show me otherwise, just like Toronto, I know what they are. And they are they are what they have shown. We'll see if special things can happen in the 2021 season. But maybe back in Vancouver, though, we can talk. Ottawa, we can talk in a couple of years. Calgary, I don't know. <laughs> Daryl well, Sutter, he'll he'll mend those fences. It, Lots of hugs. It, it may be another year with a U.S. team hoisting the cup, and that's okay too. Yes, especially if it happens to them. be the one that plays uh, just yeah. across the street here. Who? Which Canadian team would you be the most okay with hoisting a cup? Your Canucks guy, Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vancouver. But I, I Vancouver. think the sweaters deserve it. I think you do the blue sweaters first, and then you put the the, the old school black uh, reverse retros, and you do a lap of the cup in that one too. I think they would be my first pick. And they've been close, but in recent memory, not so much. It's been twenty years, twenty five years, I think. Yeah, it was ninety four. 94. Sounds right. Yeah. Sounds about right. 94. I remember I was in British Columbia when they made that run and uh, you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't go anywhere. We were in Powell River, British Columbia Mm -hmm. uh, with friends. Uh, I was in my youth at the time and it was, you couldn't go anywhere after six o'clock. The whole, the whole province shut down. They rided after they lost in both times. Yes, they did. In, In the iteration that you went and then in 2010. Yeah. Game seven. How do you lose that on your ice? Ask the Sedin twins. We still yeah. need answers. Or Alexander Burroughs. Yeah. Alexander Or Luongo. He's putting together the Team Canada. I got Burroughs stick in my office right now. Do you now. really? Yeah. Pretty neat. <laughs> I got a hockey stick signed by Greg Oden. You do You, you got one of those in your office? I do not. Well, we all have our things. <laughs> yeah, we all have our things for sure. All right, coming up next. Can the Lakers' big three survive or will they implode? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 